0: Welcome
1: back, everyone. We're back. Special episode. Ayo. Ayo. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming a, a Doctor. Doctor. The podcast. The podcast. Where two third year medical students. That's us. Talk about the only thing that we ever talk about, which Ugh, is medical school. Uh, or should I say medical school?
2: Yay. yay. Oh. <laughs>
1: yep that's this podcast special episode tell me why live from an undisclosed location live 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 is it in minneapolis saturday night uh no it's in it's been called the vegas of the midwest
2: (laughs) that i've heard
1: if you look it up if you don't know it uh it's famous it is
0: yeah, the basement. Uh, it's pretty nice down here. Yeah, we're subterranean. A lot of bright lights.
1: Below sea level. Anyways, keep going. Okay.
2: Uh... <laughs> All right, hit the theme song. Hit
0: the theme
1: song. Say, kid. Boy, this. Theme what do you want to be when you grow up?
0: Sounds much richer in Rochester.
1: Undisclosed. <laughs>
0: Same. uh, uh, Kids, what do you want,
2: what do you
0: want to be, what do you want to be when you grow up? Say, say, say. what do you want? When you grow, you grow when up, when you grow
1: up. Okay, That's I'm it. your host, Santana Sanchez. I'm the co-host, Kevin Gale. And like Kevin dropped the beans, we're coming at you live two tape from Rochester, Minnesota.
0: We had to take this podcast on the road because it was so popular.
1: Yeah, this is the start of our intercontinental tour. Of the tour. Next stop, Cairo? The real Vegas. Ooh. Not the Vegas of the Midwest. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, okay, so anyways, theme song's over. What's on the agenda? All right, so first thing is another installment of a one of our favorite segments. Let's hear it. Rotation Review. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and so i just finished this will be mainly me i just finished a new rotation okay uh peds part b okay we talked about it before P- peds part b that's right yes with the kiddos i did peds party first now i'm in P- peds part b peds part a at the children's hospital sweet or uh rounding on the kids mm-hmm. making sure they're getting healthy two weeks in the hospital Two weeks done went by in a flash uh did it we'll find out what what was your it overall it did it went by really quick do you want
0: to jump to the stethoscopes or do you want to get into the details no first? i gotta
1: make them wait for the stethoscopes <laughs> okay so what'd you think uh i loved it had a great time started out on nights that was a buzz let me tell you oh yeah yeah working from 7 p.m to 7 a.m for because i because we're roommates yep and co-hosts yeah fun facts you would come home and and, do we mm-hmm. talk about this? I don't remember. <laughs> I do not. We probably did.
0: You'd you, you come home at 7.30 a.m. looking like hell.
1: Yeah, just haggard. Uh, but that was week one. That was week one. Switch to days. Switch to days, way better. Okay. I got to sleep at night, be awake during the day. <laughs> the Who'd dream. <laughs> way better. Well, so pediatrics at the hospital, very similar to adults at the hospital, just at the kids. Mm-hmm. Patients are all kids. Yeah. And usually their parents are there, so you got to kind of talk to their parents a little bit sometimes the kids don't even know how to talk because they're
0: one what kind of kids were you were you working with all you know, kinds were you working with the babies like uh, the neonates the, the little 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 kids we had a 10 a 10 day old kid was our youngest
1: seriously yeah and our oldest was over over 20
0: and you would round on this 10 year t- 10 day old kid yeah little Ugh. cutie
2: oh kind of breaks cutie. your heart
0: though that he, that that kid's in the hospital
1: yeah but now he's out he's healthy he's living large Is that a HIPAA violation that he's healthy, out of the hospital. HIPAA <laughs>
2: violations. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> we'll edit this out. We'll edit out any and all HIPAA violations. Okay,
0: so what'd you like about it? What'd you did not did not like about
1: it? Uh, what I liked about it: cute kids. Got to see cute kids every day. These little chubby little six month old kids. Not you know not great to see them when they're sick, but you know they bounce back relatively quickly. Yeah, they're just cuties chilling in their room, in their little crib, trying to eat the crib, trying to eat their feet. You know the whole, the whole, yeah, baby thing. Like s-
0: probably sick, but also ignorant about their illness, right? So they're doing the
1: baby stuff. Yeah, and they weren't sick when we let them go home. You know, we got them. We got them healthy. You we f- got them patched up. You fixed them Out up. the door.
3: Great success
0: <laughs> <laughs> on discharge. <laughs> yup. Um, when you're th- you talking about this, makes me think. Do you know that I volunteered at the Ronald McDonald House before med school? what i know did you meet ronald does he work there (laughs) i was ronald i dress up (laughs) okay all right no they had a piano there and the kids a lot of the kids at ronald mcdonald house are like have to go to the hospital every day so their families move up right but the thing about these kids they had severe illnesses and they they you know didn't even get them down when i'm playing piano for them they were just kids so that's what you're, you're reminding me that like these babies are just babies like they're chomping on their foot or, you know, crawling around. So cute. Because they're kids. Like, they can adapt to anything.
1: Yeah. So that was a highlight, for sure. Also, everybody that I worked with, the uh, residents, the nursing staff, the attendings, all the techs, just so so kind, you know? Compared to? I mean, most people that I've worked with have been super kind, but it was just like across the board. Everybody's so kind, so supportive, almost to a fault, honestly. It's like, I get it. I'll, I'm going to mess up. It'll be okay. You don't have to say every time, it's okay if you make a mistake. But it was just so nice. Is it actually almost to a fault? Or like would you have wished they, they weren't that nice? No, of
0: course so not. So not almost to a fault. Just super nice. Well, yeah. Not yeah. to a fault. Okay, no. you're
1: right. You're right. Yeah, the, yeah. Good clarification. I would say the maximum amount of uh,
2: kindness kindness, support. <laughs> the perfect.
1: Yes. Um, okay, so you, you like the kiddos. You like the staff. I like the team. Yeah. Uh, mm, the only downside, if I'm being honest, is the rounding. It's the hospital, hospital medicine. You round on all the patients. Is where you go to all the patients on your list. You go to their room, and usually it's like a quick little chat outside the room about what the plan is for the day. You go in and you talk to the patient for you know a few minutes. Yeah, they're like, okay, that sounds good. Uh, so with pediatrics, it just takes it takes a lot longer. You gotta inform the family members. Um people are usually have more questions when it's you know, it's not their body that's getting this treatment. It's their small little child. Yeah. So it makes sense that it would take longer. For sure. Um, but that was really the only con. Those could drag on for a few hours. Yep. Other than that, great. Oh, great they gave me food, food money, money for food. Uh the best. I ate a bacon double cheeseburger like four out of five <laughs> days last week. I get it. That's why you like the rotation so much. Because oh. you were downing bacon double Those,
0: cheeseburgers. i had a
1: bubbly with every lunch Ooh, on the house
0: sounds nice uh okay so on the stethoscope
1: scale one to ten stethoscopes i mean it's got to be a nine out of ten what nine out of ten Wow, wow,
0: wow is very nice? <laughs> that's great
1: so you loved it yeah i had a great
0: time oh love it. that's that's a rotation review We'll have mm-hmm. to circle back when I do pediatrics in April. April. Coming up. Coming up. Yeah. You'll like it a lot. Yeah. I guarantee But don't you. forget, I hate kids. So Oh. Okay. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Maybe
1: you won't like it. <laughs> it's a well-known secret. <laughs> um, okay. So, next we want to give a quick shout out to our boy, oh Chuck Levin.
0: Chuck Levin's Washington Music Center. This is why we can take the podcast on the road. A lot of places you'd be stuck at your headquarters. Yeah, what? Not with Chuck Levin's equipment. On the go studio. You put it in a bag. You bring it to Rochester. You're in the basement of one of your very best friends. You're in his childhood room. (laughs) recording. There's pictures of him on the wall. Yeah, in his own room. But we couldn't do that without Chuck Levin's Washington Music Center equipment. Shout out. Thanks, Chuck. The goat.
1: Hit him up. Check him out on the web. Check him out in person.
0: Yep. He, uh, the best equipment around. Uh, Uh.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. What's next? <laughs> All right, moving right along. We're really powering through this. I guess you didn't have a ton of input on the rotation Well, it's hard review for me week. to do a rotation review when I haven't taken it. Yeah. Yeah. Shoulda have, should have considered that one when That's I was okay. drafting the sketch. Sorry, dude. I
0: got so much content coming up. Don't even worry about it. For uh, Kevin's corner?
1: Yeah. Yep. A little right. teaser. <laughs> well, before we get that, we have our next uh segment of the day, which has to do with Something that we did today, which was our fourth year scheduling period. Oh yeah, so, yep. Mm-hmm. So today we scheduled our entire fourth year. The entire fourth year. The entire the entire <laughs> thing. It was very stressful. Um, yeah, it
0: it's weird at the University of Minnesota, right? During mm-hmm. third year, you're going along just scheduling like a couple months at a time. Yep. And then suddenly the the admin says you're going to schedule the rest of your medical school. On one day. On one
1: day. Basically, Mm -hmm. in four or five hours. Mm -hmm. And, you know, depending on what you're doing, maybe you had a couple classes already scheduled, a couple clerkships. But you're still, yeah, you're still doing like, you're putting in like five or six classes you're going to do for the rest of the year. It, uh, I was stressed. I was sweating. You were stressed leading up to it. I had to wake up at 8 a.m. on a Saturday. Come on. Come
0: on, school.
1: Um, so what did you end up, what was the theme of the classes? Uh, so this is, this is really the, this is really the why I wanna bring this up, because it seems like during medical school, all the time people are asking, like, Oh, what do you want to do? What do you wanna do? What do you think you're gonna specialize in? Hear it every day. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I just got here basically. And then all of a sudden, today, boom, you gotta say you're scheduled for fourth year, and it's basically like you're deciding kind of deciding what specialty you're gonna do, what yeah. your career is gonna be. Yeah. At least narrowing it down heavily. Um, so I just kinda wanted to chat about what goes into that decision. Yeah. So we basically just had to make it for better or for worse.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you told me this story earlier that you were going to maybe consider emergency medicine, and then suddenly... The schedule just doesn't work out. Like, it's impossible to take an emergency medicine class at our school. So, you are forced into a decision today when you scheduled your.
2: <laughs>
0: it really is a That's bummer.
1: One of those. And one of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Double up the and disappointment. One, one of these, too. <laughs> Jeez. The <laughs> school kind of. You
2: blew it! <laughs> Yeah, that was disappointing.
1: But, but but one of the reasons
0: today felt so much pressure, like you're deciding your future career, is because of those decisions, right? Scheduling
1: exactly. doesn't quite work out exactly, and then it's like, oh, you need X Y Z courses to, you know, get that experience and also to even be able to apply into that residency. Right, and it all comes down to today, right? In some ways.
0: So how did it come? How to work out for you?
1: Oh, it worked out fine. <laughs> it worked out totally fine. Got the classes I wanted, classes I needed you know
0: but are you gonna stop saying i mean when people ask you what are you gonna go into are you just gonna lean into it now like you've just scheduled your fourth year congratulations
2: thank you <laughs>
1: uh i think i'm gonna keep i think i'm gonna switch switch it up go with the kevin gale method which just, is why
0: <laughs> why so like if an anesthesiologist ask you what you're gonna do yep what are
1: you gonna say anesthesia i love it oh <laughs> just love Putting people to sleep, waking them up, <laughs> tubes down there. A passion for can't, sleeping. I can't get enough. Uh, no, no. I mean. That's what I was born for, really. I've always,
0: uh, in, in a serious note, right? I'm always like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then today, I scheduled my fourth year, right? So now it for sure is in between psychiatry and internal medicine for me. Yeah. I can't really pretend anymore. Yeah. Wow. And what <laughs> went into that To that choice? For me? Yeah. Well, we finished some of these these rotations, right? You did pediatrics, just finished it. Yes. I've done surge. I've done OBGYN, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Every time I'm in the hospital, I actually enjoy being in the hospital, be, working as a hospitalist.
2: Hmm. I think it's
0: like a combination of you get the same patients for a few days, so you feel like you're forming a, a mini relationship with them. Yep. It's complex- medical stuff and we it feels like med school kind of focuses on internal medicine for the first two years right so i feel like i already have a good fund of knowledge where i can make a a contribution for internal medicine hospitalist for sure and then like you're walking around the hospital i can i i was thinking about family medicine i can't sit sit in an outpatient clinic nine to five for the rest of my life you're just sitting the whole time right you could stand if you want. Oh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And just like the just the walking around the hospital, interacting with a bunch of people, that was really nice too. Watching that step counter, keeping track, yep. getting to 10k every day, all the time. Nice. Um, no, but that's what went into it. And then I really like the psych rotation. So
1: I mean, we had to decide today. I just picked the two that I liked the most. Yeah, not a very profound reason, but I mean, no. I, I, the same reason I picked mine. Right? It doesn't have to be profound. That's a good point. So wise. Keep it simple. That
0: statement was profound about not being profound. Wow. Wow. So meta. <laughs> um, but I, I was also stressed leading up to it, and it, and it ended up working fine. It ended up and working great. I'm going to be happy. Whatever. Internal medicine, psychiatry, transitional medicine, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> transitional year. Uh, it's going to be fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I did the same, you know. I also enjoyed my internal medicine rotation, so I picked a bunch of internal medicine classes yep. and then my, you know, requirements. And boom, boom, boom! I'll overshare. I'm super excited about
0: fourth year. I, there's two classes at our school about palliative care medicine. Yep. One of them also has hospice care. Okay. That's, I'm going to enjoy those no matter what. So I don't, whatever path I take, I'm going to take those two classes and really enjoy them. Yeah. So fourth year, here I come. Like, I'm very pumped about it. And how many months off do you have? <laughs> only at the University of minnesota i don't know i think four months off i don't know. <laughs> how many months do you have off
1: uh, no comments. <laughs> three to four right and uh in you know a, no, a non-zero amount
0: um more than zero yes yes yeah, so fourth year let's go i'm ready for it me too can't wait very excited about that fourth year schedule oh yeah that's how i'm feeling Anyways, that's fourth year scheduling right there. Yeah. What's the next segment? Next up is I gotta get a, a drink. Oh my gosh. Crack open some bubblies? No, no. Oh no. We don't have any bubblies.
1: <laughs> this is what I say to our host You blew it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. What do we got? Great host, You got us some Topo Chico. Carbonated mineral water. Top- On- well, you know, next best thing is what they say.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack yeah, yeah. it open. Uh, it's a bottle. Crack it open
1: for me. There's the glass. Cheers.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen to that. <laughs> oh, Topo Chico. These the- are these are so actually so delicious.
0: Twist of lime, carbonated mineral water, naturally flavored. Um. Yeah, that's what we're sponsored by. Screw you, bubbly. You're dead to us. What? I'm kidding. Just this week, Topo Chico. Yeah, you know, win in Rome. Win in Rochester is what they say. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, what's after that? After our little sponsor?
1: <laughs> uh, Next up is everybody's favorite segment. No,
0: no, no. We're, we're, we're
1: tabling that. We're tabling the segment. Oh, next our up guest, is our guest. Our guest texted. Oh, no way. Yeah, sick. It's sick, dude. We got it. We had a special guest for you for y'all tonight. So I'm gonna call him. Kevin's gonna call him. You give us the uh, you give us the intro. All right, uh, our guest this week is Doctor Matthew Young, wow, M.D. How do we know so many docs, Santana? Well, we are in medical school, so oh. <laughs> we run across quite a few. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, so Matt was uh. What did he do? He was a teacher for one of our classes first yep, year. Essentials of Clinical Medicine. Thank you. He taught us the
0: physical exam. ECM. He taught us how to be morally good people. Did he? Well, <laughs> that's debatable. Um, I don't think it worked. Mostly, they were like just kind of our mentors the first semester. I mean, yeah. it was kind of built around the clinical exam, but yeah, really, these are like, just take us under their wing, show us how to be start off successful in med yeah, school. Yeah,
1: be like, relax.
0: Basically. And he worked with a partner, Charlie Reznikov. Friend of the pod. Big time friend. Uh, so let's call him up. He's he's expecting our call. Okay, let's, yeah. Let's see how it goes here. Get him on the horn. We're going to pump him up. It's ringing. It's ringing. It's ringing. Dr. Matt Young. Matthew Young. Ugh, it's going to be anticlimactic when he doesn't answer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so how about this weather, huh?
0: <laughs> the Vegas of the Midwest. Should I should I text him again? Um, oops.
1: What the heck?
0: Uh. Um. Tell tell me more about Matt Young and Charlie Resnikov. Uh.
1: Matt Young. What can I say? <laughs> that hasn't already been said. <laughs> well, one, I'll I'll give you a little script. One of the best in the game. So, some of our peers
0: for ECM essentials of clinical medicine yeah uh, they had like let me say it old- ass physicians right Whoa. they had like a 65 year old man teaching them essentials of clinical medicine which means they never joked around mm-hmm. they they basically were serious you know city down there for their classes serious city we had Matthew young and Charlie Reznikov both young dudes young probably guns. in their late 30s early 40s maybe maybe I'm being generous yeah <laughs> But like it just made the intro to med school way better that we had just young guys who kinda know what's going on. Like, know yeah, what's up?
1: That's a great point. They were they were so relaxed, so chill. Basically we're just like, you guys are all freaking out because you just started med school and you feel like you have no idea what's going on. But that's fine. Right. We we're like they're like, We were, we were just there. Yeah. But it's okay. You're you'll, gonna make it. You'll be fine. Just relax. Yep. Slow down. You always say that they told us uh, by the time you guys finish your residency and become docs, you'll be overtrained. Yep, and that was actually Charlie Reznikov, not Matthew Young. Well, I was saying them, like them <laughs> together. I,
0: in my mind, they're a duo. Um, okay, I just texted him. I said, "Ready?" Question mark. It's a red receipt. Six oh one p.m. He left you on red, huh? Yeah. No response yet. Eey. Well, this yep. this pod's going off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can describe the other thing about Matt. I always I always thought was a, a handsome man. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Thoughts. Uh, not my type. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait to play this back to him. <laughs> He's not going to listen to this. No chance. Uh, I'm going to try and call him one more time. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to. He knows we're, we're. He knows we're trying to get him on the, on the phone.
1: Uh, Rochester, Vegas of the Midwest. Apparently, people actually call it that because of all the hotels here. Mm. That's mm-hmm. what I've heard. Can't gamble though there you he go. Hello. hello hello <laughs> welcome to the
3: pod i am so happy to be here dr
0: young it's so good to hear your voice greetings because <laughs> it's I, I, been a while this is kevin by the way and you know your boy santana that's me um <laughs> i remember that you always made us refer to you as dr young that's yeah, the one thing i remember a real stickler
3: if if you don't there are consequences <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so we were just describing how we know you the the ECM essentials of clinical medicine basically how thankful we were we we were that you and Charlie were our our, our uh, faculty because you guys are just young and know what's going on
3: yeah <laughs> i don't, i don't think my best characteristic as an, as a medical teacher is that i'm young anymore i'm Quickly aging out of that uh, that category. So young I, at heart. <laughs> I
0: described you as late thirties, early forties. Is that not accurate anymore?
3: <laughs> uh, that's about right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. I right
3: did. There. That being said, I did age about fifteen years in the past three hundred days. So.
0: Oh, is that is, um, that is that pandemic related? Indeed. Uh, tell us yes. why. Because I remember you as a well, dashing young man, but now maybe you're growing a beard. Who knows?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I will send you both a picture. Uh, that part is was true. Um, so, well, you know, I guess for a really important starters in a pan, in a viral pandemic with you know a virus that aerosolizes, you have to wear an N95 mask that fits, right? And so, right. um, So, I've been forced to shave like with well, a razor blade for the first time in my career but i had a gap in taking care of patients for a while and i let my beard grow the longest i've ever grown it so i do i did have a beard
2: what so you did
0: look homeless for a while well, i shouldn't say that you looked like a person experiencing homelessness come on it's 2021
3: <laughs> i was i didn't look good that's i'll just leave it at that
0: <laughs> i can't wait to see what um on a serious note what it what was it like working at like kind of on the front lines during the pandemic. I mean, you know, we haven't worked with you since first year and that was not on the front lines. No.
3: Yeah. Um, Oh man, it's, you know, where, where, where to even start. It was, it was terrible. It was just absolutely terrible. The, um, you know, and things sort of started coming towards us in, in March. And I kind of realized like, Oh man, this is, this is going to be for real. Um, The other thing we realized is like the way that people get sick is going to really centralize a hospitalist. That's what I'm a a doc that works in the hospital. Um, In the sense that like when you can't, when people can't breathe and they need oxygen, they're going to fill up our hospitals. And, and so um, that was really when it first hit me that this was going to be, we were going to be right in the center of the storm. And it's this unknown illness where we don't have uh, very much information and so it was the, it was a, an anxiety and a tension around suddenly going to work and being at risk, not only for ourselves, but potentially putting our families at risk of bringing a deadly illness home to them. Um, it was like nothing I've ever seen. I think many of my colleagues and myself had, um, you know, different, different versions of, of anxious breakdowns and stuff like that.
0: What... When, um... Yeah, not I mean, if you don't have to share, but what what did that version look like for you? Like, you know, what was that anxious breakdown? It'd probably be interesting to listen to, to about that.
3: Yeah, well, you like I said, it was for it was different for everyone in mine. Um, mine came in the form of just working more. Um, so I, I was in a role where I was the um, new, the newly anointed director of hospital medicine at the time um wow. con- congratulations no well yeah it was more of like a, a an interim role but um it was an interesting time to start that job uh but but what ended up happening is you know in in a moment in in our world where everyone was feeling so uncertain and had felt like they had less control over the, their their lives and themselves uh, than they ever had before. I just leaned into the sort of privilege of being able to control my own environment, right? And so, by developing protocols and plans, and and uh, and getting ready for the pandemic and addressing it in the hospital, um, so I was just sort of feverishly working to um, to get ready for it. Um, to the point where, at some, at you know, at late in a, a few months, in I just kind of crashed and burned. Right, everyone's cortisol levels were really high because we were responding to this once in a century event, um, and then I just I, I hit a wall and got and just got very um, very tired for a bit and kind of uh, had to pull back and was catching myself, falling, you know, having trouble not sleeping, um, things like that. Hmm.
0: So um, I mean, overworked to a point where it was it was kind of detrimental to your health a few months in
3: yeah i mean it's like a it's a classic thing that doctors tend to do is you know respond to stress with uh you know or 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 address their their own stress by overworking or making themselves you know feel yeah like they're making more change and stuff like that so I, i sort of slipped into that bad defense mechanism um should but have gone with the sash the defense prof.
0: mechanisms. <laughs> the, the mature ones. Santan, you want to list them off for
1: Matt? Uh, <laughs> altruism. Humor. And then the two S's. You, you know them well.
0: Sublimation, suppression. Boom, boom, boom. There's a little knowledge for you, Matt. You're
2: welcome. <laughs> uh, oh,
3: I'm so glad you guys know those things.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they're going to come in handy when, you know, we're in our residency. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> oh, speaking of res residen- Hey, thanks for sharing about with that. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, speaking of residency, um, do you remember <laughs> Oh, yeah. Do you remember taking us out on the last day of ECM, getting, you know, hanging out, having a few burgers, some pizza, and predicting what all- each of our peers were going to go into for residency? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember your predictions for Santana and myself? Wow. This probably feels like 10 years ago <laughs> yeah, for, for you. you. Pre-pandemic. Do you even remember it?
3: <laughs> it feels like 10 years ago. Um, yeah. So we, Char, so Charlie and I have been doing this for eight, like eight years. And I think we, we stopped doing it. Well, I guess we just didn't do it these last two years because things were messed up. But yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What would I have picked for the two of you? Oh, man, this is going to be really challenging. I wrote um,
0: down I wrote down some of them. For Corey, you said she'd be PEDS subspecialty. For Cole, you said neuroscience. For Lily, I bet you can guess what you said for Lily. You <laughs> said gender and sexual health. Now, okay. what did you say for Santana?
2: Hmm. Well, I guess, guess I'd err like?
3: on the side. I just think. I think that I like Santana so much that I hey, who was doesn't? anticipating him uh, him being crafted in my image uh, <laughs> as an internist.
0: Uh, you actually predicted emergency medicine, but... But...
1: Turns out, Santana, you want to share the news? What is it? Oh, <laughs> that I will most likely be doing internal medicine? Yep. At this time, <laughs> if I had to choose right now, when you're out, that's at the top of the list. So you were right. You did craft me in your image. <laughs> I came in as an for, unformed ball of clay. <laughs> for better or worse, we'll we'll see. For better, for better, hopefully, for better.
0: <laughs> um, and for me, um, yeah.
3: Uh, so, I, I mean, the only thing that's just kind of hits me is that you like to you like to talk and you like to to know other people, and so I, I gotta imagine that you that I said psychiatry, whether or not I. Really believe that is another story.
0: You did say psychiatry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm gonna do I am or psychiatry. So you're just spot on. You're two for two. It. <gasps> <laughs> what a awesome. great game, though, right? When you when you just plant that seed in all of our heads and then we all fall along.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you intercepted well, us. See, now
3: that's you didn't. That's the part where you didn't take notes. So, like, I make sure we always start by saying. This is not your destiny. <laughs> and also, you know, I feel pretty strongly like you don't I don't want to caricaturize any specific specialty. I see residents coming in, you know, that that fit the sort of culture are, of their specialty. But I also see like new residents that are clearly just very different than the classic version of it. Sure. And they're awesome to have. So I'm all for a student like breaking the norms or the cultures that that we have, and and you know that's the way that you can make a specialty better is is by is by doing that. So I I just don't want to slot people into to specialties because of their personality or whatever.
1: Sure, get some like diversity.
0: Mm-hmm. It makes sense. I don't remember you giving us that speech first year though. I think you just jumped straight into
1: it. You're like, <laughs> listen up, punks. <laughs> this is what you're gonna be. <laughs> uh, I remember something from that from that time from that get together uh i remember you said oh hey guys this was so much fun we should go see a marvel movie together mm, matt what do you have to say the about- end game we're like, <laughs> oh yeah oh so this, <laughs> oh, so
3: this was the, t- the period of time where i i was uh, watching all of the marvel movies at one time because people had been talking <laughs> about them and i wanted to be part of the Part of the gang, yeah. FOMO
1: <laughs> sounds, <like, laughs> sounds like a great time for you.
3: <laughs> um, and and so what we were ta- we were talking about seeing Endgame together. Is that yeah, right? yeah, Yep.
0: I think you committed. You're like that. Sounds like a great idea. Just send me an email, <laughs> and then uh, a couple months later, we got a no response from Charlie Reznikov
3: and Matt Young. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. To be clear, I never had any intention. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, at least you're honest. No, I actually,
3: I'm actually joking. I did, and I I can't remember. I probably just got busy, and it got buried in my email. But uh, no, I need—I do need some movie friends when this uh, pandemic's over, if movies are still, if they still exist.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: you can count on us, no doubt. We got two (laughs) buddies right here. Yep. Um, We're in. Black Widow dr strange 2 yeah whenever they come out
3: you name it (laughs) i'm keeping up i i'm obviously i've been watching the scarlet which i don't think i'm i haven't seen the most recent couple episodes but Mm -hmm. or or, uh wandavision yeah
1: wandavision (laughs) yeah kevin and i we we're caught up but we won't we won't spoil it for you yeah no spoilers we've been watching it religiously
0: um matt we were introducing you before uh we got you on the line saying MD, et cetera, et cetera. But I, we didn't actually say where you went to med school, where you went to residency. Why don't you launch into that real quick? The old 60 second spiel. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah. Um, so I'm from the, I'm from just outside of Milwaukee in a, a suburb called West Dallas. Um, went to undergrad and medical school in Madison. When I was in medical school, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't study as much as I, probably should have or maybe i studied exactly as much as i mm, should have yep. but i played a lot of ultimate frisbee um <laughs> like a yeah. weird amount of ultimate frisbee you'd be shocked at how <laughs> into ulti- ultimate frisbee people can get but in any case i played against dr charlie reznikoff who's an addiction doctor at hennepin uh, mm-hmm. i played against him in many games when madison played minneapolis or whatever and so he knew that i was uh he knew beast. that I was interested in internal medicine, and he knew what I was interested in residency. and He's like, "Man, I really think you'd like to do residency where I did it." And I was sort of like, "Okay, we tell me about it." And I'd never really heard of Hennepin County Medical Center, and yeah,
0: who has? So I like
3: applied late. <laughs> um, I guess you know people in the Twin Cities, but uh, maybe. <laughs> But I, so I applied late and I just completely, you know, they say, as they say, drank the juice when I came to my interview. So it was my last interview of the whole thing. And people often give the advice of like, go with your gut on residency selection. And that's exactly what I did. So I just, the whole day people in my interview day, I remember people were like, we really love it here. It's a special place. And Initially, you know, at the end of interview trail, I was like, "They're just bullshitting me." Um, <laughs> but by the by, the end of the day, just the people that I had met uh, and and are now some of my friends and colleagues, uh, I realized like they're not joking. People really love it here, and and so it's cool to have now become one of those people. And so I'm still working at at HCMC after my internal medicine residency there.
0: That's great. That's pretty cool, actually. So it turns out. You played just amount, enough of Ultimate Frisbee because it got you a connection to your current and like career, basically, in
3: workplace. <laughs> I'd love a way more inspiring uh, uh, <laughs> like that tale. <laughs> like oh. I feel like they're not going to make a Marvel movie out of yeah. out of my story. You
0: mean you were like saving lives at a cancer center. You met Charlie there. You guys cured cancer and then went to H.C.M.C. or something. <laughs> I yeah. guess
3: the closest thing it would come to like medicine with me and Charlie on the frisbee field is that I dislocated my shoulder uh, a couple of years into residency, oh, and he God. was on my team, and so he <laughs> he just reduced it right Whoa. out at the field.
0: Whoa, <laughs> pros! <laughs> Do you That's still? The, does your shoulder still pop out? Isn't it never the same?
3: I it, I had surgery on it. Yeah, I had to have a, oh, a my gosh. Labrum, uh, repair. And you can yeah,
0: still be was... a physician? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, it got to the point where I would be like walking down the street and my arm would just like fall out of its
2: socket and <laughs> Oh my god. Learn how to pop
3: a peg in myself. I was oh my like god. I probably should
2: get Jesus. this. Jesus.
1: Uh you still playing any Frisbee these days? Pre pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh.
0: Well, you said um, earlier, your, your family, you have how many children?
3: Yeah, I have a three and a six-year-old daughter, so um, mm. that's been kind of getting in the way. Yeah, it would. Like that's okay, because like, it's fun, too. What are their names? I uh, Ada is six years old, and Francis is three years old. Oh, I think
0: they're actually big listeners. Shout out to Ada and Francis. Shout out. <laughs> Friends of the pod. <laughs> They'll hear, you know, like we're so proud of Dad. (laughs) (laughs) He's finally made it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we always, uh, uh, well, actually, before we go on, do you have any advice? You know, we're finishing up third year. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for us or our peers who listen to this? We have many peers who listen. Yeah, yeah, a tons of Um, people. You know, we just finished fourth year scheduling, so we're about to start the whole residency application. Any advice? You, you, that was one of the best things about you and Charlie. Like just. Kind of giving us daily advice on how to succeed in med school or like in life, you know.
3: <laughs> oh, with me and Charlie, there's never a shortage of uh, sort of unsolicited <laughs> advice. Or that that part is for damn sure. <laughs> oh man, it's so hard. You know, I I th- I, have, I think I have two thoughts. One is more functionally helpful to you right now. One is I think more kind of existentially important. The the first is that for most students, for most students, and this definitely includes me as a student, um, that the reality is that there's just far more than one right answer for you for a career specialty and for a residency. And uh, you know I think I think now in the days where you can like go <laughs> you can go on the internet and you can find like the very best highest rated toothbrush, and you think that there's like one right toothbrush, I think we've gotten our brains tricked into thinking like, if I don't match in the exact right specialty at the exact right residency, that the rest of my career is going to be, uh, horrible and I'm going to hate going into medicine. And and the reality is probably more likely the opposite, which is most people have an option between several specialties that they could really end up having a career they love in. Um, and most residencies have far more to teach you than you would ever be able to learn. And so, there's just a lot more flexibility in in residency selection in the match than than I think the students' brains um, tend to think about.
0: You're, Is that you're, fair? We're both. Yeah, we're both smiling. Like you're kind of warming our hearts right now. That's actually really comforting to hear in this stage. For real. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I just, I, you know, I talk to so many students, and they're sort of like, oh, if I don't, if I don't do this, and I, you know, I think about this special and I think about this one, and I, oh, but what if I end up loving that one? And it's like, you'd like all of those, just just pick one for the best reasons you have, and you'll be fine, and um, I think that tends to help a lot of people. As far as, uh, you know, the other thing about the match is it, it's so, the stakes are so high, right, and, and it's just such a, a an important day. And it's scary too, right? Because the consequences can be can kind of reverberate for a long time in the sense of if you if you don't match to the right place or you don't match, which could be really scary. Um, and so uh you know, I think a lot of students they end their career planning for all of med school in on match day. So really most students only think about the specialty they're gonna go into and their residency or the region, the country they're gonna go to. But the reality is like it's really important to consider what your career is going to look like, mm-hmm. and that goes all the way from like whether you what what it'll look like when you don't have a family and do have a family, and what it'll look like um, outside the hospital and inside the hospital—is it going to be a private or a hospital or or a, or a public hospital? Will research or other things play into it? Um, uh, my my story is you know I've sort of carved out medical education as as part of it, and. My job as an internist at Hennepin looks very similar to, you know, some of the pediatricians that work at the University of Minnesota. And so I think if you think about it in a bigger picture, which is like, what is is the career I want look like rather than just the specialty? um, You just can realize that you can craft a very, very different and unique thing Throughout your whole career. And the reason that was so helpful for me is because like when I signed up for medical school, you guys, I had no idea what I signed up for. Just like I, I volunteered in like a files room at the hospital. And that's the best example. Of, like, this is like,
2: going to be
0: great. Was. I can sketch files <laughs> papers all day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it's like so I every step of the way, I really had no idea what I was actually signing up for. I didn't even know what internal medicine was until I was a third year. Uh, Student, because I didn't understand why there needed to be family medicine and internal medicine. They seemed similar to me. What about extra? Exactly. Yeah. I dermatology, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, uh, gotcha. But Ooh. in any case, yeah, I, you know, I just I didn't necessarily get lucky that I love a career in medicine. Um, I got lucky in the sense that I definitely didn't know what I was signing up for, but I also just was able to create a career that was something that I do really like. Um, and, and and so, you know, the, there's, a, there's an ability to make a, a, a career that, that you enjoy.
0: Yeah. Don't make the end goal match day mm-hmm. or where you go to residency. Keep thinking
3: forward. Yeah. I, like that. I understand why it happens, and, and I definitely do yeah, that right. too. But, yeah, it's important to always, like, kind of pull back to that.
1: Sure. Keep the bigger picture in mind. Yep. I like that. Okay, Santana, last question. <laughs> okay. So, last thing we ask all our guests is to... So-
3: can I interrupt for a sec? So, so you two think you're so clever that you kept notes on me telling Uh-oh. you
1: what specialty I
0: really did. I really thought I was clever. And gotcha. I, and, and, and Matt, I've been using <laughs> that joke for the last two years. Every time I run into Cole Myers, I go, hey, how's neuroscience going? <laughs> and he's like, hey, it's going great, Kevin. Thanks for asking.
3: <laughs> well, I can take notes too, you guys. The <gasps> one thing that I had pulled up here. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. The very uh, beginning, I wish this was more embarrassing. Unfortunately, you guys are both like kind of stand up citizens, but. uh, Always have been. (laughs) You know, the first, the first ECM session, I always, as people go and introduce themselves, just because it's hard to remember everyone, I just quick take notes
2: Uh
3: um, as they're talking. And so my question back to you guys then is, what did, what did I note about you
0: Oh, this is easy. On that
3: very first day of right, introduction, Right
0: when Santana started speaking, you said, great speaking, boys. <laughs> should, <laughs> should drop out. <laughs> it's going to radio. <laughs> uh, um, I bet... Uh, I bet I know you wrote for Kevin.
1: Yeah, <sighs> oh,
2: boy. I what was it? dumb right. face?
1: <laughs> no, just kidding. I bet it was uh, piano, piano bar. Mm. Yep, I'm going with that, too. Right? That is correct.
3: Oh, by the way, also ding, ding, I'm, ding, a, I'm a terrible typist. So a lot of it's kind of incoherent, but I have <laughs> mu- musician dash piano, comma singing four years of prereqs. I'm guessing that's like, cause you did. Yeah. You didn't do like a standard right. pathway to medicine. Yeah. So you yep. just did a bunch of prereqs for a long time and that you run marathons or had run a marathon or
0: something. Wow. I mean, that's me in three sentences, no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, for Santana, uh, mar- he also ran marathons. I bet you wrote that down. I had I
1: had ran a marathon I bet you
0: wrote down Northwestern because you went to Madison very close. Go Cats. <laughs> meow, meow. Meow, meow. And um, Dashingly Handsome. Mm,
1: mm. Any of those
2: and that's make exactly it what I wrote.
0: <laughs>
3: three for three. Hey. <laughs> no, what did you actually write?
1: <laughs> Let's see. I see. St.
3: Paul, Northwestern, Born and raised. intramural champ, which is a funny thing Oh,
1: yeah.
3: I, <laughs> I forgot. I got to start bragging Biology, about that Biology, genetics, neuroscience. Nerd. Uh, did, did a research but didn't like the repetition of it, which is what brought you to medicine. And then Spanish, medium. I don't, is that...
1: <laughs> yeah, medium, good at Spanish. <laughs> now... Whatever is below medium, very bad at Spanish these days. <laughs> at this point,
0: that's actually pretty funny. Uh, give us uh, who else do we want to hear? Cole Myers. Give us Cole Myers the notes.
1: <laughs> we gotta get Cole uh,
3: Oh, I feel like this is might be technically breaking confidentiality for students. Oh yeah, soon, yeah, but never mind. But also, it's really fun. Okay, so, excellent. <laughs> no Hutchinson, one Minnesota, this. University of Minnesota. <laughs> Uh, genetics and cell bio. Oh, I remember this very vividly. He talked about how he did metabolomics research. <laughs> oh, <the> yeah. <laughs> that was so weird and funny.
0: Because um, we, were the, we were the same group for Cole, like 17 groups. So we yeah. heard that metabol, metabolites over and over. Still don't know what it means. Yeah. No clue. Metabolomics. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And then, uh, obviously, for him, his running is really important. So I have, like, uh, ran a couple marathons.
0: Do you know that Cole ran a marathon our sophomore year? He ran, I think it was 250 for the marathon, sub three hours.
3: Can you believe that? Yeah, that's extremely impressive. Mm.
0: (laughs) What a Um, a Oh, that
3: was what it was about him was, yeah, he had told us whatever his time or his PR was then. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah, that's was really good.
0: Shockingly fast. <laughs> uh, that good notes. I like that that's little so, segment. That's so funny. <laughs> Northwestern did research, didn't like the repetition, moderately good at Spanish.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's about
0: sums
1: it up. <laughs> that's pretty good. Okay.
3: I have a poor attention span, so you probably said <laughs> much more like interesting no, things than I No. Just- Mm-mm. Only caught
1: some of it. <laughs> Long walks on the beach. <laughs> I like to curl up with a good book. Um, okay, well, before we let you go, uh, we like to ask all of our guests to give us a hot take. It can be about medicine, it can be about life, it can be about whatever topic you want. Just the hottest take Ooh. that you've got. Something right controversial, now. you know. Get the pulse pumping. Yeah, yeah. Get the blood. Somebody's gonna listen to this and be like, "What is he thinking?" What, Doctor Matt Young? <laughs> How dare
2: ye?
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I, let's see here. I see. This is this is the challenge of the, with with uh, being an attending physician that works with medical students. Who you get tricked easily into thinking people really want to hear what you have to say. So I have multiple hot takes.
2: <laughs> and, uh, I'm
3: just yes. To-
0: <laughs> You're trying to pick the hottest.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go with this one. This is uh, this is actually something that's really been on my mind lately. So. I, so here's my hot take in in a year of, you know, healthcare heroes and stuff like that. Um, I, I, my hot take is that doctors are 100% average people. Um, love it. I don't don't think we're
2: special. I,
3: I don't, I, um, I don't think that we are heroes. (laughs) Um, and many of my colleagues, you know, agree with that in the sense of like the, that that was sort of came across really empty in this past year but but really it's important to me because I think um, I think it causes a lot of problems and it causes problems in the sense that society sees doctors as these almost super un, these supernatural knowers and, and and healers of things when the reality is we, we know far less about the body than we uh, you know than, than people understand. And so society has this unreasonable expectation on us. And so that makes us all feel all the time like we're not as good as we should be. And leads to sort of these sort of concepts of imposter syndrome imposter or syndrome. Feeling mm-hmm. burned out and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So imposter syndrome is sort of built into like our society, right? We always fail society's expectations as healers. But also it's it like, you know, it's what causes the problem of doctors being a pretty segregated workforce and and, and a not very diverse workforce is we think that there's these traits that you you need to have to be a doctor. Um, And I think most people probably could be uh, a good doctor with the right amount of training and the right amount of sort of resources and privilege and stuff like that. And and so I think that's the reason why we don't have enough black doctors is not because um, white people are smarter or doctors are special, but because we think we're so special that we have these things like you need, you need to have done a medical mission trip and you need to be so important. And, and really what we're doing is we're just canceling out people who would be great doctors that um, just don't have, haven't had access to experiences that we've defined in the past.
1: Um, Oh, I love this hot take or, or they don't even know that that's what you need to do to, you know, be an applicant as a, as a doctor, right? Like how would you know that you have to do, check off all these boxes? Oh, uh, such research. And such GPA, such and such research. Yeah. How, yeah, it's that's not frustrating. That
2: tell you. And,
3: and, and I think if you, if you just sort of see it as a specialty where you're going to craft, you're going to be able to craft almost anyone into a good doctor. So really the substrate you're looking for is like personality rather than just, yeah, like a CV or check boxes or other things. I think we could do a better job of, uh, of, having more, a, a, a you know, a physician community that re- represents our own community. Because
0: physicians are just people too, average people, you know, hey. th- maybe they had luck going their way. They got like some, I don't know, some more things going their way and they got into med school,
1: right? But yeah. we're all just people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great hot take. I, I mean, <laughs> Kevin and I are both agreeing with you, so maybe not the hottest <laughs> take, but I like it. Uh,
0: we don't hear it enough at our school. You probably remember in med school, you're like, they're always like, you are held to a higher standard, higher standard. Yawn. (laughs) Which is like, okay. Yeah, maybe, but we're also normal people, right? We're also regular people.
3: Yeah. Yep. And I think, I think we should all strive to set ourselves at the highest standard we can, and we should teach each other to do that and set that as an expectation. But that doesn't make us, uh, yeah, it doesn't make us better than
2: yeah, anyone exactly.
3: else in the hospital and stuff like that. And I just, it, I think that thought is very pervasive and,
1: and problematic. So, Absolutely. Very three, po- problematic. Three cheers for
0: Matt. That was, you were kicking <laughs> ass on that take. I love it. Thanks for the wisdom.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, th- that's what, that's what I do, you know, in terms of medical education, I work with first year students for most of the year and third year students. And then I have transitional residents at the hospital and now all the way through residency and, I just now have been doing this long enough i've seen the entire trajectory and you know when i first met kevin i was like oh my gosh he's got a lot of work to do (laughs) okay
2: oh no doubt still does
3: and i know i know you're on the same trajectory to being a great doctor as everyone else, I'm joking about you, Kevin. Nazi, <laughs> but like, you know, everyone is on the same trajectory. Everyone's going to get there at some point. Some are faster, and some are slower, but it's all towards the same thing. And I and I just think, yeah, sometimes we, uh, yeah, we don't really recognize that um, mo- everyone's going to get there at some point, and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily someone who's not destined to become a good doctor or whatever. <laughs> so right. true. It's not yeah.
1: like something intrinsic to doctors that makes them. Right. Better yeah. or smarter or more hardworking or more caring.
0: Right? No, it's privilege and opportunity. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Matt, great take. Probably the hottest we've you. had on the podcast
1: so far. Yeah, we're burning up over here.
3: <laughs> All of your listeners are gonna
1: <laughs> yeah. their ears are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, well,
0: thanks. I mean, that was awesome. Thank you. I mean, sincerely, thank you so much.
3: Thanks for having me. This was fun.
0: Yeah, this was great. Okay, put us in the books. Doctor Strange 2. Yep. <laughs> we'll call you. Don't call us. <laughs> for
2: sure. We are going together to see that movie. <laughs> yeah, totally. For sure.
0: <laughs> okay, Matt, we'll catch right, you later. Guys,
3: well, yeah, hit me up if you ever had a pen. I'd be happy to, talk, to chat in person.
1: Absolutely. Okay, deal. Take uh, care. Yep. Thanks guys. for coming Bye. on. Woo! <sighs> One of the best, Doctor Matthew Young, MD.
0: <laughs> uh, that was really everything he said. It was good wisdom. I mean, honestly, he's just
1: so wise. why we, why do we have our peers on here? I don't <laughs> why know. Do we
0: just get the MDS on here. I don't here? know.
1: They got the wisdom. Yeah, they know what uh, they know what they're talking about. <laughs> why are we on here? To be honest, literally anybody else could do a better
0: job on this on this show. <laughs> Let's hand off it to Charlie and Matt from now on
1: it's over for us yeah i agree put (laughs) it listeners put a petition together charlie and matt um i
0: love it i love it med students just regular people that's so true we're regular people with more opportunity and more privilege i mean for for majority honestly in a large dash of luck yeah a huge dash of luck an
1: extra helping
0: you could say yep um okay Great. Thank you, Matt. What's next? Matt Young, Our podcast
1: guy. is recovered fully. Woo-hoo. We're back yeah. to 100%. Hopefully, you guys fast-forwarded through the first 30 minutes. <laughs> went straight <laughs> to the Skip interview. to that part. Uh, we should probably lead with interviews. No, this.
0: no, no. You got to build the podcast. Fair enough. Start off poorly, get to a good spot, and then they're hooked for Kevin's Corner by the time it rolls around. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, what's up next? Speaking of... Kevin's Corner... Everybody's favorite segment.
0: Everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> now, uh, for the listeners, a little behind the scenes. I tricked Santana because I, I told him Kevin's Corner got a lot planned. And we we're going to talk about WandaVision. How trash it is. Yeah, garbage. Maybe the worst Don't. Yet. If you haven't watched it yet. Yeah,
1: don't waste your don't time. Don't wash it. Might as well just rip your eyeballs out of your head.
0: And I wanted to scream at Matt over the phone and say, dude... WandaVision, quit now. It's the worst. Maybe, you know, the internet loves it. But, Santana, we're not doing WandaVision review. Oh, no. Because last week, I didn't have time to get things together, organize things. You got your first I'm nervous. publication. Oh, yeah. Ah, which is a, a huge deal, right? We know what the residency is. The game. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. Boom. Graduate. One of them is uh, research, right? And as Matt alluded to, you did a year of research. Mm-hmm. Put a ton of work in. We've talked about it yep. before. Yep. you know, Playing with the mice. Playing with the mice. And you were just telling me like a month ago, I don't know if anything's going to come up from it. I, I did it years ago.
1: Yeah. I had my doubts.
0: You got published for the first time. yo, uh, 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 In the Clinical and Transitional Medicine Journal. Ever heard of it? Now, do you know the title off the top of your head? Uh. <laughs> it's a mouthful. You know. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> I'll hit it with you. <laughs> Improving mitochondria and ER stability helps eliminate upper motor nora neuro- neuron degeneration that occurs due to mSOD1 toxicity and TDP43
1: pathology. Ba, 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 ba.
2: Boom, 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 Yeah,
1: uh yeah, it was a lot longer before I punched it up for them, made it real snappy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sentences long. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But you're one of the authors, and the reason you're one of the authors is because you did this research at, yeah. uh, after undergrad, or was it during that? No, it's after undergrad, after. right? Yeah, yeah, Um Yes, sir. And that's a cool, it's a first publication. Like, your name's out there. I know. Put it on the residency. Be proud of your research. Thanks, dude. Um, I had my first... uh. It wasn't really research. It was just an opinion piece published my freshman year, uh, first year of med school, right? Oh, yeah. Do you remember what Tom Sorensen did for me? He framed that up. He framed it up. A black and white copy, though. Couldn't <laughs> even get the color printer. And he said, Kevin, this is a cool deal. This is your first publication. And I'm like, you know, Tom, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. I'm going to just copy and paste that. For my boy Santana in his first publication, Aww. so I couldn't get it done, organized quick enough. So I ro- I ran to the store this week. You dirty and dogs! I'm, I'm a hand for the listeners. I'm handing Santana a package. Listen to that. He's opening it up, cracking it open. I already gave, already gave it away what it was. What
1: but it, what is it? <laughs> what could it be? Which where's the front? Oh, I found it. <gasps> In color. In color. Wow. Read off the title. Here we go. The title. I don't have to read it because I know it, obviously. Duh. Oh, God. (laughs) Improving mitochondria and ER stability helps eliminate upper motor neuron degeneration that occurs due to MSOD1 toxicity and TDP43 pathology. (laughs) And if you keep reading through, like, you know, a list of names, there's your boy. (laughs) Santana Sanchez.
0: This This is so sweet. It's a long list of names, but you are number five, which I think is sick. Top five. So Kevin's Corner is about, I'm bragging for you. Tell me what the research is about. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, it's in the title, baby. <laughs> yeah, if you don't understand the title, you're a dumbass. <laughs> uh, no, I read. I sincerely read the whole thing. Already forgot what it's about. So give me. Well, I give me the rundown. Here's a quick. Uh, I'll give you one sentence. Uh, you're still. You can hold. You
1: can set down the frame at this point. You're still holding <laughs> it never, up. I'm never letting go of this, Kevin. I love it. <laughs> uh, so we worked in an, in an ALS research lab. We used mice as our. ALS stands for. You know it atrophic, <laughs> uh, uh, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. Let's get a real doctor in here to say it on the Damn mic.
2: It. What does ALS stand for? That's right. No, I was right. I was okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyways, well, amyotrophic well, lateral sclerosis. And so, so this give is me the a, research. This is a degenerative brain disease, also called as Luke Gehrig's disease. Um, there's no cure. There's one treatment for it currently out there. Um, and, and the it, treatment,
0: I mean, somebody, what's somebody's lifespan with ALS?
1: On average, the lifespan, I think, is like one to two years from time of diagnosis, so very, very short. The treatment that is currently available extends a li- extends somebody's lifespan on average for a number of months. I don't know. Anyways, big neurodegeneration is a huge field of research, um, and so we were looking at these specific molecules— um, sod1 tdp43 and how they affect brain cells and cause like the cellular molecular cause of this disease and we use mice to model it that's and research it basically yeah that's the gist of it you were telling me though that um this research could potentially open the door for other treatments
0: of als yes down the
1: line that's true sorry So, yeah, part of this was there was there is a new potential therapeutic molecule that we were working on with these mice to see if it helped promote health of mice that had, quote unquote, ALS. Right. And the finding was it does it does help somewhat with the health of of their brain cells.
2: Um, So potentially
1: down the road, um, as this molecule is refined and there's continued tests on it. It could be the basis of a therapy for humans with ALS or other neurodegenerative diseases. Which is the end goal for
0: a lot of this animal research, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah, that's the whole point. It's the whole point. It's the name of the game. Um, And, I, you know, Kevin's Corner, I just want to brag for you, for my boy Santana Sanchez. You got me. Fifth author. Uh, the, Everyone, any uh article that gets published, right, get, gets tracked, like PubMed, right? They all get tracked by a thing called... Altmetric, right? Heard of it. And they've tracked, um, what do they say? A total of 17 million different articles. Sheesh. Yep. Altmetric. And, and it, it tracks how many news articles have been written about the research, how many blog, Twitter, Reddit, everything. Facebook posts. It tracks everything, basically. Okay. Yours, it are, it only came out a week and a half ago, correct? Uh, I think it was a little longer. I think it was a week and a half ago. Okay. I mean, you have it right in front of you. <laughs> and... Um, it's already in the 99th percentile of, uh, attention, uh, media attention. So that's the news stories, the blogs, the Twitter, Reddit already in the 99th percentile. There we go. Yay! But I think the reason that is, is because it could make an impact. Yeah. People are, I mean, apparently, clearly people are excited. And so I'm proud of you. Well, thanks. And I mean, okay, so you did a year of... We talked about this where you're basically killing mice. I mean, um, yeah. and you just that was a big part of the gig. You were hoping that you know it'd be uh, impactful, yeah. And this is showing that it will have an impact, yeah. I'm so happy for you. Uh-huh. And it's your first publication. We know med school and residency, a lot of the boxes, yeah. One of the big box check is, is do you have uh, publications? Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> first one, you do. I don't know. I wanted to put it up there. Put it in your office at one point. That's so nice. A framed, it's the first page of the PDF, shows the abstract, and shows Santana Sanchez, fifth author. That's so kind. Thank you so much, Kevin. Well, no, no. Don't thank me. Thank Tom Sorensen, friend of the pod. Tommy, my just, boy. <laughs> thanks, dog. I just stole his idea, copied and pasted. It's a great idea. Yeah. Yep.
2: Well, thank
1: you.
0: Well, thank you for giving up Kevin's Corner for this. Giving up Kevin's Corner? This is the best Kevin's Corner by far. I agree. I can talk about whatever I want. So kind. <laughs> I didn't give up anything. Fair enough. <laughs> so anyways, that's Kevin's Corner.
1: Uh, so are we going to talk about
0: WandaVision now? No, we'll have to do that a different Kevin's Corner. Come on. The uh,
1: you know gist of it. (laughs) Don't waste your time. Don't watch it. You might think, oh, I love Marvel. I've been a big fan of all the films. These guys were in the films. It's got to be good. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. Yeah, John Favreau, you blew it. (laughs) You blew it. Um, You blew it.
0: I don't know if he was involved. Anyways, yeah, assume. we'll talk about the next time, Kevin's Corner, if I so choose, because yeah. it's Shh. Kevin's Corner. My bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? What's next
1: on the agenda? Next up, we got the mailbag.
0: Do you know why they call me to count?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because I mm-hmm. love to count things. Oh, well, I am the mailman. Do you know why they call me the mailman? Because I have your mail here, huh? Wonderful. (laughs) That's the (laughs) mailbag. Okay, so we got some mail coming in hot. Hot. I don't think I've told the G before, but my dad actually wrote in. He's one of the. He's a friend of the pod. Jerry Gale. Yeah, yeah, I know his name. (laughs) And and, uh, he's asking a question to the pod. Okay, let's hear it. He says Do you think that a third year medical student who is not treating COVID patients, should have gotten the COVID vaccine before a 68-year-old father who has pre-existing conditions. Oh. Boy, oh boy. Jerry Gale bringing the hot take. Um, so. Uh, Do I think that a third-year... Met- so us. Us, yeah. Who are not treating COVID patients out of the COVID. because remember our school has a policy we can't treat COVID patients not supposed to so we're not supposed to and also my dad didn't know first year medical students were getting that vaccine before my 68 year old father Ooh. they're not even in they don't even know what a patient is right they're zooming from home the, yeah they're chatting chen- on- <laughs> with mad <Matt> and charlie <laughs> online curriculum um so i already had a chance to think about this but what are your what's your first impression before a 68 year old father yeah yep The breadwinner? Yeah. And when he said pre-existing conditions, he lied. He's a healthy... (laughs) Oh, he's talking
1: about himself? Yeah. He's a healthy man. (laughs) Strong genes. Still 68, though. That is... I mean, that's getting up there. Uh, I mean... I think probably... I I think probably... uh, I mean, even if you're not seeing people who... Well, maybe these days, all the patients are are tested. I don't know. It's a gray area. All the patients that we interact with are tested. COVID-negative.
2: Hmm.
1: I... But but you still... I mean, there's still a risk of, well...
2: False mm, negatives. False negatives.
0: For sure. Remember remember, one of our peers went into a room and then found out three days later, oh, it COVID. Same happened to you, right? During yeah. your psych rotation. Yeah, for sure. Suddenly everyone on the ward has COVID. So the risk would be that you do have interaction. You could have interaction with COVID patients. Yeah.
1: I would say the risk is much higher for somebody who's going into a hospital every day of the week. Right. Even if they're... You know, even if these policies are in in place, place. it does reduce the risk, obviously, because you're not going to people who are confirmed COVID positive. But clearly, people fall through the cracks and we've been exposed. Absolutely. So,
0: I would say everyone in the world agrees that the rollout process has been terrible. Oh, so. In the country, so my dad it's been better in other yeah parts in the, of the country world. yeah yeah in the United States, uh, my dad is just bringing that up right. He's just it's just another example that the rollout policy wasn't perfect. Yeah, why should these groups be competing for the vaccine, right? A hundred percent, right? And if it was up to me, I would have given my vaccine to my dad, of course, right? He's sixty eight, right? Yeah, I, I, I would have taken it from him. <laughs> to St. myself. St. Dana, a, <laughs> stolen out of his hands. <laughs> get out of the way, Jerry.
2: <laughs> Just
1: kidding, Jerry. I would never do that.
0: Um, but yeah, Dad, we agree with you. Not a good policy. Uh, but also, you get it when you can because the policy was the, the rollout policy wasn't that great. Absolutely. So the good news is Jerry and his fiancee Suzanne got their their first vaccine. Really? Hmm. Um. I think it was on Tuesday. That's so exciting. So That's so exciting. How'd they do? Do they get sick? Be- no, they felt great because they're old and their immune system's falling apart. Oh, no. Boom, 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 boom. Got him. <laughs> uh, he also had one more question for us. Do you want to keep going with Jerry Gale's uh, mailbag? Yeah, the first question was great. What segment are we in again? Do you know why they <laughs> called me to count? <laughs> because I love to count things
2: do you oh, know well, why i am the, the mailman, mailman. <laughs> do
0: you know why they call me the mailman because i have your mail here huh wonderful um my dad says wonderful what, what happens at the end of fourth year hmm a true question he has no idea yeah,
1: people don't know i
0: probably told him a hundred times but he's old and senile he's forgotten yeah
1: and we kind of talked about this <laughs> jesus <laughs> boom <laughs> ageism <laughs> Uh, we kind of talked about this before and also with Matt a little bit it's the match right yes people probably don't know what this is unless you're a medical student yeah. who's obsessed obsessing about it for four yeah. years basically you um, you kind of decide what you want to do uh, we both want to do internal medicine probably yep and then you apply to a bunch of residency programs which are basically continued training. Plus a little bit of a paycheck at a hospital. Yep.
0: It's like you're going out applying for jobs. Where can I be a hospitalist? You apply, What's my job? Yeah, exactly. All right, keep
1: going. You interview. Yep. And then you make a list of all the places that you interviewed at in order of your preference. Yep. Hospital X, Y, Z, Hennepin. Um, and then all the medical students that are graduating submit that list, goes into a computer, beep boop, 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 and uh it's the hospital's also put in The hospital's lists? also list. All the people they interviewed, they rank. They
2: rank
0: them. They rank them up. So, I mean... So, you know, I'll be at the top. See you later,
1: Santana Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, number 99. <laughs> you know?
2: uh,
1: and then th- these ranked lists get, also gets put into the computer. Yep. And then... Uh, beep, 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 beep. Calculating. Calculating. They spit out an envelope for every medical student in the country. And then yep. on, at the end of fourth year, you open it up and it says... Yay, you're going to Hennepin County Medical Center. You got a job as a hospitalist,
0: residency, but kind of a job. A job, at yeah. At Hennepin County Medical Center. And that's the, we don't need to go into the b- details. That's you're the locked si- in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Without <laughs> knowing. It is very true. You it's are crazy. locked into that. Um, but that's basically it. And then you just go to your residency. So you go work for three years uh, and keep or learning more. or more, right? Anyways, Jerry, that's what happens at the end. Yeah, pretty crazy, so right? So I might get locked in someplace, I don't know, Albuquerque, New Mexico. You, you know, who knows? Maybe. Maybe I'll be living in your basement, Jerry, for three years. He would like that. He, <laughs> you don't see your dad enough. Yeah, these he days. misses those days for sure. The basement days, we call them. Yep. Anyways, that's the mailbag. Uh, I'm going to signify the end of the mailbag. Do you know why they call me, me the count? count? Huh? Because mm-hmm. I love to count things. Oh well, I am the mailman. Good questions, Jerry. Do you know why they call me the mailman? Because I have your mail here, huh?
2: Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: <laughs> and that's the end of the mailbag se- segment.
1: Thanks, Jerry. Those are some. That's some great mail. Yep.
0: All right. Uh, so pod's over. Oh, great pod. Great pod.
1: Thanks. Thanks to Matt.
0: Thank you, Doctor Matthew Young.
1: Really saving the pod this week. Honestly. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, like we say every week. Hmm. A bird, A bird in, in the, the hand, hand is, is worth two in the bush. Good night.